welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome listeners. Welcome to the fourth part of this week's podcast. A week when we're going to take you to a place you've never been before. This week, we're going to take you to that particular corner of England, out there near Ipswich. Great word to have to spell, Ipswich. And we're going to have the man from Cork, Ted Malanfi, talking to the woman from Ipswich. So I give you Ted Malanfi and Cathy Shelburne. Thank you very much, Paul. Cathy and I were having a lovely chat and I'm going to go straight over to Cathy to tell us about that fantastic opportunity that she latched onto when she became a speaker on ships. So, Cathy, what did you speak about and who did you speak to about what you do as a person who entertains people on ships? Thank you, Ted. Yes, I give talks on board ships, or I used to, on monumental maritime heroes and brazen buccaneers. And it's it's a curious thing how it arose, really. I had a career in publishing, then I moved into television, then I moved into publicity, promotion, marketing, and I started to write articles for lifestyle magazines. And one of the articles I wrote was about a local hero, Uh, connected to Nelson. And it just went from there. And the more I delved into it, the more fascinated I became by these men, because they were mostly men, two or three or 400 years ago, who were dashing all over the world, doing all sorts of daring, exciting, dastardly deeds. And I began to develop a series of talks using my experience as a Toastmaster. And I signed up with an agency, uh, Peel Entertainment, and they booked me onto ships. Now, sadly, of course, we all know that cruise ships are not um, occurring, uh, cruises aren't occurring at the moment, ships are, are grounded. But I have done a few talks on Zoom to clubs such as Probus clubs or WI clubs or whatever. And that has been a real experience, really testing, because you're talking for, what, 45 minutes, and you've no idea if your audience have fallen asleep or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or what yeah, they're yeah. up to, really. So you've got to try and get all sorts of devices in there. And yes, I use video clips that I might do if I was talking in person. But I also might have some gunfire to just give an explosive sound. Fantastic. <laughs> break them all up. Um And then I ask questions as well. And I don't want them to answer because that just gets too complicated on Zoom. But I want them to be thinking what the answer might be so that there is some sort of dialogue going on there. And then, of course, at the end, they can ask questions and we do have good conversations. But it it has required really thinking round the whole way of of presenting, really. I'm certainly going to ask you questions here, Cathy. Would you be would you be talking about brazen buccaneers who might have some uh, hidden treasure out there somewhere? Because there must be some of them out there. Absolutely, and it, it is such a curious thing. I find there are so many coincidences in all this, 
And one coincidence I found in my local museum, Christchurch Mansion in Ipswich, there is a lovely sea chest. And that sea chest belonged to a guy, a man called Thomas Cavendish, who was the second English person to sail around the world, you know, sort of 500 years ago. But mm. that sea chest was his treasure chest. I mean, literally, when he shot up a Spanish galleon and took that treasure home to Britain, then he would have put it in that sea chest. And it's still there. It's, it's, you know, it's literally a mile away from where I live. And I can still go and see that. And everywhere I go, I find these extraordinary coincidences. Um, now, listeners won't be able to see, but my backdrop is a statue. Yes. And it's a statue on Lerstoft Esplanade in Suffolk. And on top of the um, bulk at the bottom is a statue of Triton. Now, Triton is the son of the sea god Neptune. I was just strolling along the esplanade in, in um, Lerstoft when I realised that. And then round the corner, there was a building called Columbus Building. And on the side of that was um, tiles, a mosaic of Columbus's ships. You know, these little things. Are Incredibly. Just... You're drawn to it, actually. Yeah, you're yeah. always in the centre of the maritime mystery that you're speaking about. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's incredible, yeah. Brilliant. I was so so intrigued by all this last year, lockdown. I decided to produce a pack of playing cards, my monumental maritime hero playing cards. Very nice. And here they are. Great so idea. That's the box. And then each card has uh, a bit of information. So here we have Admiral Sir Christopher Mings, right, uh, an illustration of him. Um, most of them are on some sort of monument. I just That's a beautiful them. idea. And... Uh, yeah, so here's one. Christopher Jones, he was the master of the Mayflower that sailed to America. to America. Yeah, 400 years uh, ago. Cathy, sorry, interrupting you here. Where can I buy a set of your playing cards? <laughs> yeah, I was asking. Buy them that. off my website, which is www.seashellcommunications.co.uk. Well, we'll have to get a pack of those cards, by. Well, we'll be putting, as, as is our practice... Put the link on the thing, yeah. Your li a link to your website on our website. Brilliant. Thank you. Cathy, have you ever come across a, a lady buccaneer? Yes. Um, in fact, uh, Irish one, Grace O'Malley. Grace O'Malley, Grand you will, yeah. That's yes, why I asked the question. Thinking. Yes, yeah. And then there were two others, um, Mary Reed and Anne Bonney. Um, there was also a Chinese one who, she had a whole fleet of ships. I mean, mm. there weren't that many women pirates, but the ones who were around were incredibly capable. Yeah. Uh, they really had the men under their thumb, I think. They must, they must have had been incredible because for a woman to get to the top in that, she was twice as good as the men. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. But yeah. what about this question I asked you about hidden treasures? Where can we go to find it? <laughs> I think you need to find a treasure map and then just get going, really. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned about the treasure chest. Mm. And when they found the treasure chest, was there treasure in it? Or was it all after being plundered at that stage? I think it was all in the hands of the monarchs, I'm sorry to say. To be was it right, yeah. Because mm. the point of the treasure was that it went back to the monarch. Yes. Uh, and mm. then fueled their various uh, explorations or... Further, uh, God, fantastic. The most famous, the most famous Irish woman pirate, Gronya Whale, Grace mm -hmm. O'Malley, after whom my daughter is called. Really? Um, she met Queen Elizabeth. Right. I don't know enough about her to. 
Yeah, she sailed. She sailed up the Thames. Interesting. And uh, I have her biography upstairs. Oh, well, you must send it to me. No, I'll send you the link. I'm keeping the book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich, they recently did uh, an episode on Grace O'Malley, which I haven't yet watched. Mm. Uh, So look out for that. And they've also done one on Mary Reed and Anne Bonny because um, a sculptress has produced a statue of one or other of those. Fantastic history, great history. I'd imagine that the people who listen to you on the ships are young people, would I be right? No, you're wrong, actually. Um, Not least because the average age of a cruise ship passenger is 67 anyway. But But, they're young, Cathy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but they, um, they tend to be older people and generally men, and they tend to have some sort of naval or... um, Right, Mm -hmm. Uh, some sort of practical background. Some connection. Some connection. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fascinating. Fascinating. Have you written? That? Have you written any books on this? No, I put all my efforts into my playing cards, and there's also a leaflet with the playing cards. So that's like a little. Well, that, well that's a nice idea, actually. Yeah, but just definitely a book, and you, you know that. You could self-publish <laughs> the book now and get it printed quite reasonably. Yes, because uh, they're great think... stories. They're fantastic stories. Uh, Kathy, can I ask you, do you get any opportunity to do public relations for Toastmasters International when you're on cruise ships? <laughs> conversation is too I, I did offer to do some workshops in public speaking, but it, it hasn't been taken up. And I think it's mostly because cruise ships passengers are on holiday and they don't particularly want to do things that are developing their skills. Yes. And they've retired and you know, they're not looking at their career. Uh, cruise ships employ a lot of staff. You had me thinking while you were talking, do you think it would be possible to form a club called Toastmasters at Sea? It's a brilliant idea. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, perhaps uh, we could have a chat about collaborating because our district is particularly keen to set up new clubs this year. Mm. Now, we would need a number of collaborators to set up that, but I'm sure that the talk show for talkers would provide at the very least moral support mm-hmm. and perhaps even club Speed sponsorship craft, crafts or something like that. Or uh, Toastmasters at Sea. Mm. There are so many different forms of vessels around the world, I including really people who sail yachts yeah. and uh, people who sail dinghies and a whole load of people working on cruise ships have ambitions to rise in their career and communication skills and leadership is just what we offer. Cathy, can I ask you about your experience as vice president for public relations in your club? I'd love to know what you're doing in order to attract people to come to your club during the pandemic. Are you doing anything? Yeah, it's a really good question. What we've um, concentrated on is events, events on Zoom in our normal meetings. Mm-hmm. And we've had, um, well, a couple of things we've done. We did um, an online um, top tips for online presentations. So various members of the club, they came up with a top tip and we then ran these consecutively in sort of 12 minutes, really, one tip after another with props as well. 
it went extremely well. Um, but this was on the back of something we'd done earlier, uh, part of our 25th anniversary celebrations, where we'd had um, one minute speeches, 25 of them for each year, and each person spoke on a number. So I was first, I spoke on number one. The president then finished it all off by speaking on the number 25. And it was enormous fun. We rehearsed, which was essential, but it meant that it was a very visual, very um, exciting spectacle. And um, all the people who were joining us from around the world, particularly for our 25th anniversary celebration, they could really get involved, appreciate it, join in the fun. And what, the numbers, did you have a speech title on the numbers? No, literally, I was talking on the number one. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, that's interesting. All right, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fabulous, yeah. That's, that's so, a like, good idea. I was, I was number one. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good idea, all right, yeah. Well done. It was incredibly simple, but the key really was rehearsing, and I sounded a gong between each one. So you yeah. just had the minutes, so yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. So I really recommend events because people can buy into them, you can promote them very successfully, and then you can use sound bites from them to push on your social media. So you get sort of three bites at the cherry, really. You're, the, you're promoting it in advance. You're having the actual fun of it, which anybody can join in. And then you can use it in all sorts of different ways afterwards to continue to promote the club. Fantastic idea. We could be speaking, Paul, about the Blarney Stone, which is part of the Stone of Scone. Do you know that, Cathy? Yeah, well, when if I'd come to the Kalani conference, I was going to go and kiss that Blarney Well, you'll have to come to Blarney. Well, well, please God, when things are sorted out, you'll come to Blarney and we'll be delighted to invite you to the Blarney Toastmasters Club. We look out the window of our club at Blarney Castle. Uh, No, Ted, no, not at all. (laughs) uh, We're not going to wait until then. Kathy, if you meet on the second and fourth, Oh, well, this is the talk show for talkers, but we'll send you the link to we'll our next to meeting. one of our meetings. Yeah. And uh, and there we are. And we will encourage you to become a dual member of our club as well. If you like oh. the club, oh, we'd love we'd love that. We'd love to have Kathy in our club. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Please do send me details. Yeah, right. thank you very much. Thank you, Cathy. And that's a lovely way to end this week's show of the talk show for talkers. Thank you to Cathy Shelburne for being a fantastic guest. We were doing our best. We could, you know, we could have a two-hour show just listening to Cathy about the uh, brazen buccaneers. I love that. That's great. I can just see myself with one leg and a parrot on my shoulder and a patch a patch on my eye. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Cathy. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to the person behind the screen doing all the bits and pieces that need to be done tomorrow, O'Brien. See you again next week. Bye. Thank you very Bye, much. Bye, listeners. Thank you. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.